0: Okay,
1: Dave, cut all that out, please, and mm-hmm. we're going to start now.
0: There's Thank you, trade. Dave. That, that, that can be me. That's that right. <laughs> yep.
2: Welcome back, everyone, to the Chip Lunch podcast <laughs> here at the Third yeah. Space Studio at Sauravavakirui, and I am joined... By two veterans of the Chip Lunch <laughs> Podcast. Yeah, the, o- the OGs. The OGs. Ethan <laughs> yeah, since <and> day one. <laughs> you see, yeah, you, I ride with my day ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Ethan and Brayden, how are you guys? Good, mm. how are you? It's good. We've had a lot of guests on mm. yes. prior
0: to this. Um, I'm I'm stoked to not be currently editing at this point in time. Yes, able to actually come on. Yes, yes. Yes.
2: We should actually talk about that for a second. That the amount of hours you have spent editing across, uh, particularly the lockdown period, is twenty weeks. Twenty weeks. So you, I reckon, you're probably at twenty. Twenty times four is eighty. Yeah. And then I reckon we double that. I reckon you've done 160 hours of editing. Let's stick with 80. That. I, I I think 80 is right. No, nah, it's not. It's <laughs> not because because you said that it takes 4 to 6 hours to do the digital broadcast. Yeah. Times 2. Yeah. So I think I reckon 160 is getting is more accurate.
0: And it's rather intense.
2: Yes, that's a lot of hours. And he's well, been doing Friday gatherings sometimes, yes, exactly. and we've been doing youth. So yes, exactly, <laughs> you have been doing a lot. So anyway, I just but it has meant I
0: have been really bummed though because it's meant that I haven't been able to hang out at Jib lunch. Yeah. Right, but I'm back, You're back, it's awesome. back, baby, back, baby. Nice hat by the way. Thank you, thank you. Get on that, get on that merch. Yeah, that's um, on Here's here's a fun anecdote uh, that, that Joel should probably tell because the message was sent to him, but I'll say tell it anyway. The idea that uh, that Kim sent you a message uh, about. So she walked into a coffee shop mm. and they were like, Oh, I've been seeing this this Soul Revival brand. What around. is it? Like, what is it? What, what is, is it? It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> real cool. <laughs> and it was like, Oh yeah, it's the church next door. Like <laughs> <laughs> Kim
1: previous podcast. Guys. Yes. Previous. Was, uh, just dance. Number nineteen or eighteen, I
2: think. Uh, eighteen
0: or nineteen, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If you want to say hi to Kim. But yes, oh, that's and that's why we're doing it for that
2: reason. Yes. Yeah. We are doing it. And it merch we, I mean we don't make profit and no. any profits we make, which is when basically when you buy two or more items together is that we're going to pass that on to our Indigenous um, ministry partners yeah. Yeah. Out, in, uh, out west or up north in, Bor- in Bawarana and Finglehead yeah, is yeah. Up, up north. So shout out to those guys. We love you. You're awesome. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's get back to chip lunch. We um, Favourite episodes lately that we've Ooh, done? Awesome Braden, you've done a lot, a lot more than um, Ethan. Yeah.
0: I have listened to them all, though. I've made an effort to... To, it's, it's actually been great for my my drives down to down for work, and mm-hmm. I've chucked on the Triple H podcast, the ones that I've missed. Yeah, uh, it's been good fun.
2: Well, thank you.
1: I think it's just been really great to hear so many different stories. I think like the yeah. hashtag we want went viral, <laughs> and we and we <laughs> capitalized the, really <laughs> the social social media. Uh, masters that we are. And <laughs> yeah, it was great to talk to Ange. It was awesome. To it's all talk. my communication degree. That's what it all <laughs> <laughs> built up to. It was also to, it was awesome to talk to Kim. I think and yeah. hear someone's story that mm. I've known for a long time, but haven't necessarily um, hear that. I think Amy Abraham as well. Yeah. Her story and hearing about where she'd come from was amazing. Mm. Also, podcast I wasn't on one. Of the, I think it was the last one. Eth was on was John Muckton's mm. one, and yep, that was, that was a really good. Episode. Amazing. And Paul, like, there's just been. I think I've really enjoyed. Um, we do know a lot of these people before they come on the podcast, yes. and we have known a, a lot of them for a long time. But as we've um, kept going, I think, yeah, there's just so many cool stories and so many things. And it's. I think you're really good at this show. I'd like to shout you out. Like, you are really. It's very fun when someone gets to reflect on something maybe they they hadn't thought about mm, in their Christian fun. journey, and mm-hmm. I think that's been a real um, a real nice uh, byproduct of the last. Um, of doing this podcast, that we get to reflect on their Christian journey and learn more about them as a person and their work with God, but the the guest also gets to do do that, reflect on that as well. It's been really nice. Mm.
2: Any that you've picked out, Ethan, on your drives down south or wherever you're driving?
0: I think I think almost like all those. That yeah, were I think I've named all of them yeah. since you've been. Did I on just No, but Nikki. Yeah, Nikki's was I spent. I, I actually uh, ran into Luca earlier today, and I was like, "Hey, man, long time no see!" Like as a joke. Because I'm like, oh, I was just talking to him the other day, but I actually wasn't. I just was hearing his voice yesterday as I was listening to <laughs> uh, listening to it. But there was a really like that that episode in particular. Um, I know it was recent, so maybe it's a bit of a cop out, but um, it was a really, really good episode, mm. and it was really beautiful to get that. Um, like it, it was still a conversation with Nikki about Nikki, but mm. um, it was having that different angle and hearing those stories, and it was actually really beautiful. Um, and really encouraging to see how mm. much uh, how much Nikki loved her son, and how much we were like you guys were able to chat about um, like what being a parent as a Christian means, and like how to get to that point. and mm. And it, it was really, really quite encouraging, and um, yeah, it was very cool.
2: Yes, I um, have to echo your thoughts, especially Brayden, that to listen to people that I've known for quite a while, but then actually hear their story and yeah. areas that I didn't know, and um, lots
1: of like. Life changes. Manda was talking about being a mother and so that's is Kim, yeah. and that's mm. recent things for them. I mean, that's the one I was through.
2: I was thinking about because Manda and I have been friends for a long time, and to hear her talk about how I was a, I was quite shy and quiet, and that you know there was first of all, there's the parallel between Kim and Manda with dancing that they felt like they belonged there, but then yeah. also, um, Amanda then talked about how uh, getting, being involved in a Christian community um, at Soul Revival was what helped her um, to really come out of her shell I and mean, that's something else we're talking about a lot is coming out of your shell and finding the identity of what god has designed you to be mm-hmm. um uh, we first of all have our identity in christ but then there's also these like specific things that he's given us that we um uh, I like I like people. I like it when people are able to fulfill the abilities that God has given them, yeah. and they like to, and hopefully empower people to be able to do that stuff. It gets me really fired up when people are able to do what they think that or that God has made them good at, mm-hmm. and I would, I love seeing that. So, but then it also that plays out to the story of everyone being able to. Uh, they all their stories, Sorry, are how like it just shows how god works in so many different people's lives and like this person was made like this they had these experiences so that they could learn to ha- how to become closer to god yeah. that's that's my being my favorite part of it and just like you said that I'm good at it. I don't know if I'm good at it. I just like, and what happened next? <laughs> really? But um, my favourite thing too also is like you find this pattern that got us woven through people's lives. Mm-hmm. That's something that we're really, I think we're working on in the, the last few episodes is seeing this pattern of how would you have done this differently but then also like with Kim it was like all her things that she was passionate about mm. is where God spoke to it. Yeah. you were both uh, texting <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm looking i making, up making up notes the, I'm bringing up the, the list yeah, yeah i up the, the list, list. <laughs> I, was I think
1: because we're obviously we've done so many of in between the yeah. last time that we had one of us, these uh, one of these um, chats with the three of us yeah I think that's why I'm trying to look up the list because I'm like mm. there was st- we did Hudson
0: yeah like it's just it was awesome we've
1: um yeah, we've Ange, covered Ange. so much ground and so many different topics. I think I just don't want to do anyone a disservice by not yeah. having thought more about it before we're coming in. Having Alana's one was good. Alana's I really one
2: liked one Alana's good. because it was a different story to what we'd actually been hearing a little bit to a certain mm. degree. And, um, and she was really open and honest about certain stuff too. So I love when people are like really willing to share their story and be honest about, I wasn't good at this. Or, yeah. I had to work on this or I'm still tr- tr- find this hard. Like Quinn's episode, she talked about how she's still um, struggling with certain things that um, she felt like she had to take a lot of responsibility when she was younger, just according to her family environment, but how that's also playing out as a, as a mum, but God's teaching her to do these things differently, but these are the things that you learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's been so great to hear about... Um, so many different experiences Mm. and like journeys and people coming to God in so many different ways or having that moment, even if they had grown up in a Christian household, Mm. I think it's just so special to get to see how God works in so many different ways. And yeah, like
2: no no testimony is boring. Isn't it funny? My testimony wasn't this. I'm like, not many people mm. have a story. Is like oh, I was a, I was at rock bottom and I was on drugs and
1: <laughs> I got struck by lightning. Got, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. To me. Like, yeah. There's
0: not. Yeah. I actually have met a guy who has that story. It's pretty so wild. Cool. Which is, but that yeah. shows. Oh, it's but just like, but that's the exception right? like, that proves the rule. Yeah. Or no, but but it's also cool that that what we see throughout this whole thing is just God working through stuff. And yeah, so yeah, I think exactly. on the flip side to the stuff you were saying before, Joel, about how it's really encouraging to see God work through stuff that people are good at. We see. We also have seen over the last few episodes the flip side of that, like we saw in Katie's episode and in um, uh, the, the 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 John John's episode, where he actually talked about. They they both talked about crises, crises, yeah. and things that went wrong, mm. Mm. and it was it was having to lean on God, having nothing, mm. and or, or or having like, and even if nothing means having no clue. Like it's not necessarily the rock bottom stuff we were just talking about, but sometimes it's just, I don't know what's going on. Mm. Um, and I, I'm in that kind of crisis or I, I need to get out of the country. Like they were like, he was in America and he was like, I need to go home because yeah. my kids have American accents. What's going on? <laughs> um, that is a crisis. It is a crisis. Um, <laughs> but, but there was, like it's, it's really interesting seeing God work through all of those mm. things. And yeah, he doesn't always work through lightning bolts. Sometimes he does, but he doesn't need to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's that powerful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And a shout out to Gemma for mm-hmm. being our returning guest who helped yep. with, was it Katie's episode? Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. It's awesome very to cool. have her back and mm-hmm. I'm sure she will be back again in the future, <laughs> which is very fun.
2: Yeah. yeah you guys, have been, I'm going to keep, keep you on your toes, guys. <laughs> get her, get her back in and punt one of you guys out. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, as we started this podcast, mm-hmm. I think you'll, I think people who've been listening since episode one will notice it's evolved a lot and it's mm-hmm. changed a lot. Um Again, like more and more people are affirming their correct decision that chicken salt is the superior salt, <laughs> which is um, encouraging and warms my heart every time <laughs> that, <laughs> that it happens.
0: See, <laughs> I don't, I don't think it impacts me at all because yeah. I just know it. Like I know it's right. Yeah, like, it's just it's, the truth. So you don't just need to like, worry about. Yeah, it's like the um, truth of Jesus. Right? <laughs> but um, so I think adding <laughs> another brick to the wall of correctness, like yeah, exactly. this armor. <laughs> But I think... um, (laughs) Link to the chainmail. That's what I was looking for.
1: As we've been talking about, it's been so cool to hear people's stories. But it's also been cool to grow this podcast just in the way that we're thinking about it and the way that we um, chat to a bunch of people. And I think it's really nice to stop together um, here um, and think about... We were discussing about um, how the theme of work... We we kind of... um, The first um, bunch of podcasts, we really focused on school. And I think we're going to continue to do that it's yeah. a great topic and we love hearing um people's experiences through school but we've just noticed um recently and also um leone who's a listener of the podcast mm-hmm. has um, um great um pointed out to us just how encouraging and cool it has been to talk about work and it's really been it's, it's a massive part of people's lives a lot of people it's most of their week is being at work and yeah. i think it's um, it's a topic that has become more prominent as we've gone along, and maybe talk to um, some Christians of different um, ages. Obviously, the older you are, probably the longer that you've been involved in um, full-time work or um, that in that kind of capacity. And I think, yeah, it's been cool, and we thought it'd be great to take this opportunity to reflect on that, um, and to yeah, just reflect a little bit on the workplace and um. Mm-hmm. And as we move forward, um, it's, if you guys have any suggestions for things you'd like to hear about from our guests or things you'd like us to talk about, um, yeah, type it in the comments if you're on YouTube. For sure. Send a message to Soar Revival Church on Facebook if you want to. There's lots of ways to get in touch. Um, I'm sure Joel will plug the Discord and put it in the in the notes for this. Absolutely. Really also, I think
2: with the, we're going to work harder on that Discord channel, yeah. I think. Yeah. I think from this moment forward, from this moment forward, <laughs> Get on the Discord. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I did that. I think but, um, I think the
0: Discord is a is a really cool tool that we can use mm. uh, for things, especially with guests and stuff. Like, say, say we had an episode with John, and then John was on the Discord, and then one oh. of you guys were like, "Hey, John, I, you said this yeah. really cool it's like thing. AMA." Like, yeah, mm. it's like that's hey, actually dude, what we should I, do. I think that'd be awesome.
2: This is a, okay, AMA after this episode comes out. This episode comes out on a Friday. Yeah. Yep. When should we do the AMA? I don't know. <laughs> we'll Thanks. let you know in we'll the in comments. comments. No. You know, the, you're the digital pastor. Oh, yeah. yeah but I need mean, to think about like, if we're going to post it, let's put it out. Let's do an AMA on Monday, on the Monday following. For,
0: for, for people who do not know what's an AMA, ask me
2: anything. Excellent. Yeah. Let's do yeah.
1: that. We'll just jump on the Discord and have yep. a chat. Yep. yep. Very cool. Good. So, Joel, um, <laughs> Ethan and I have some experience of work mm. and full time work, but as the person who has been involved in that, for the longest time. Last Mm. time we were all together, we chatted a little bit about uni ministry. Mm. Um, I'd like to hear, I'm sure we've spoken about it, but um, how did you, like where did you first work after uni? How did you get into that? And how did you find that shift of having all this time in uni and spending a lot of time with ministry but then going into full-time work, you obviously have less time. Mm. Um, I think, did you get married before? for finishing uni or after finishing uni
2: uh after finishing uni but i did work full-time for a year the year after i finished school oh, okay so i worked at an audi um dealership oh cool so that was like um so selling cars not oh, selling not, cheap. not grocery not, not no, selling everyone. cheap fishing gear
1: yeah
0: Yeah, that's
2: right I, I used to uh i've always been into cars and um I originally had the plan to travel overseas um, and that didn't really come in and that didn't really happen. So at the end of um, uh, that year when I worked full time, I went away with my family and my girlfriend and now wife came with us for six weeks and that was a really special trip actually. So, sorry, I should go back. I worked at an Audi, Audi dealer um, basically as a car washer. Okay. And so that was at Arncliffe, which is kind of South Sydney and... Um, that was a very interesting informative time. When you start a full-time job, you are very tired for the first month or so because you've just never done anything Mm -hmm. like that before. And I would work a fair bit of overtime and uh, I wasn't really in any ministry at the time either. And I think that looking back, that was probably a mistake to not do that. But um, it taught me a lot about being responsible for my time Mm -hmm. and all that kind of thing. So I think I've said that uh, back at the start of Chip Lunch, when we did the first episodes, I um, part of my regret in going to uni was that I felt like I became lazy. Yeah. And so I was working five. I was actually working six days a week because I was working a casual job on top of that. On a, I was working on a Sunday, so during that year, and um, that taught me like I've, you know, you've got to get up the next day. You've got to be ready. You've got to do all this kind of stuff. Important for me, important stuff. That I learned that time, and then I kind of forgot a lot of those lessons through uni. Yeah. So uh, going to uni, I think, made me lazy. Maybe I shouldn't have gone to uni for that reason, but there was other good benefits of uni in terms of getting into ministry and having more time to do ministry. So that was cool. Then, so then I did a bachelor of commerce, business and commerce, with a major in sports management at uni, and then I ended up going straight into the sports administration. Um, at the end of the year, the year that I graduated. Uh, the australian paralympic committee which is cool because it was like oh great straight into working in sport i love yeah. i love working in sport uh five years later i was like i'll never work in sport again <laughs> <laughs> but, but no that, that may change but um yeah i think it teaches you a lot it teaches you to be responsible and i think that's really important um as a christian to take responsibility. And I got married a year after being in that job, to answer your question. Um, So uh, my wife was still finishing her fourth year at uni. I'm trying to get my time. It's so long ago. It's almost 12 years ago. Um, And then, yeah, we got married in the January of that. When was it? I'd I'd worked at the Australian Paralympic for a year and then I got married the January next.
1: Yeah, I was more asking that question because um, of the time thing obviously you have less time once you move yeah. out of uni into yeah. the job but also when you're married you obviously have um, that commitment mm. to that other person and spending time with them so I was just wondering how um, you seem to mention your ministry went up during that or your time serving ministry how did you find um, that flow of going from uni to full time work but still trying to you, were you still youth leading at that point weren't you?
2: yes I think so. Sorry. Like I said, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I would have been still youth leading at the time. Um, I found it reasonably... uh, (laughs) I was thinking about this yesterday because I had a bit of a day yesterday. Um, I'm very highly time managed. Not like personally, or I would say maybe highly organized. Yeah. And I find that if I'm the more organized I am, the more capacity I am to either do like work on things that I'm working on or to like look after other people. So, um, I think I've only got to that point by first of all, getting married and ha- then having kids. Cause it's like, when you get married, you realize how selfish you are and then you have kids and then you really realize how selfish you are. <laughs> so, um, to answer your question about ministry, I, it wasn't that big a thing. Cause I think I'm reasonably adaptable. I'm like, okay, this is happening now. And like, it really just ate into time that I was wasting probably yeah. I think and that's in terms of ministry I think that's a good thing like I was yeah. at, I think during uni I was struggling yeah. with a bit of purpose um, and I was still youth leading but struggling like I think that was part of the reason why I thought I was lazy because I was yeah. like I just don't know what I'm doing like I I, I was like where am I going with this mm. Yeah. and then it like and then going into a job that I thought was yes I want to work in the sports industry and then it was like yeah. I don't really enjoy my experience at this particular job that, um, uh, that's where I, I mean, that's where it probably sat for me, but I think that um, you, uh, as we spoke about in many episodes already, God uses everything that you experience for his um, purposes and glory, and he very much used that five years that I found very difficult in working that full-time job um, to, like in terms of actually working that job, to um shape me into going, these are the things you will never do again yeah. in full time work, which was cool.
0: Yeah. As a as a Christian working in a job that you don't want to do. Mm. Um I, I, I would love to have a question following that, but that's just that was that was a reality. Yeah. Um what was the reaction or what do you think you could have done better or like or, or do you or like I started this thinking that the question would form better. Um, but do you, do you understand? What I, know I'm, what um, I, I know what you're what saying. I think I know what could you're saying. Could you, could you describe what it was like to be a Christian yep. working in a job you don't actually want to do?
2: Yeah, and I don't think I did it very well at, at times. Um, I think I went into that job going, this is like, I want to work in the sports industry. I'm so excited about it. And I was not, and I don't think people really educate you on how people actually operate yeah and a lot of the time it is about themselves and i went in there going oh people are going to like are interested to know what i'm good at and going to really um (coughs) they're going to really try and uh, bring that out of me but that's actually my personality Mm -hmm. so that's what i like to do as a person um as we spoke about before but I, i didn't realize that not everyone's like that so when you get into uh some instances whether it's corporate world or stuff uh, or like the sports industries, it's the thing that you really don't know is that it's highly political mm. and people will like forever be shifting blame or well, not forever, but this is my experience in certain things. People will shift blame. People will um, not take responsibility uh, and, uh, well, that was that person's fault, or I haven't done this, or they'll cover themselves, or there's all this kind of stuff going on. You're like, that's not what the real issue is. Like, why can't we just do good work? That was the thing that I was finding really hard. It was like, I just want to do good work. And like I feel like if I just do good work, people will notice. And I've, I've there's a book that I really like called 48 Laws of Power. And though it sounds sinister, it's actually just it helps you understand what people are doing. Mm. And this the author wrote it in a similar situation. He worked in Hollywood. And he's like, if I just do good work, people will notice it. And then he ended up writing this book. He's like, people don't notice that. Yeah. They'll they'll only do what's in their own self-interest. So as a Christian, I found that really hard because I'd been at uni, spending a lot of time at church, yeah. in my church community. We would like, so we would lead, so we'd have blah meeting, like the Wednesday night meeting. Yeah. We'd have Friday night leading youth. We'd be hanging out on Saturday night as a a youth community. And then Sunday we would be going to church at night as well. So I was spending at least four times in a formal kind of gathering of some kind. And then there was other additional people. And I'm like, these are the people I want to hang out with. And now we're going into this scenario where people are probably not Christians. I don't think any of them were Christians where I worked. And and i got really down like I, and what i found was i couldn't get out of that yeah and i think that was a problem i couldn't i couldn't find enough confidence to apply for a job to get out of there and i every time i did apply for a job i got rejected mm. so i felt like i was being rejected at my work and i felt like i was being rejected at um, trying to get out of that mm. job and then i think uh, i experienced a little bit of depression i think but also just like um just thinking like what the he- what the- what on earth is happening to my life? Like that I was just like, this is not where I envision my life. And a lot of the time I wasn't seeking God, I don't think. I wasn't seeking mm-hmm. well, what do you what do you want me to do, God? The other thing is that I don't I don't sorry if I'm going on, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't um I didn't feel like I'd finished. Mm-hmm. So that's why I stayed. I didn't yeah. feel like I'd proven myself. I didn't feel like I'm like, hey, this is like this is unfinished work for me. I cannot, it's almost like part of me was like, I haven't finished this. I need to tell, show everyone, this is what I'm actually capable of. And, but that doesn't work. That's another thing. There's another lesson. It's like, it it doesn't, it doesn't work because people, unless you have really good leaders, people don't care about that. Mm. They'll, they will usually just go after so and that's like—I mean—that's like the root of all sin—is our selfishness. So it's not like a judgment on people. I'm just saying
0: that that's that's actually what happens, mm. and 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 I think and I think it can it can really easily come across as a judgment against people mm. because we're not often attuned to just talking about what life is like, and yeah. like it's so much of it is, especially for for younger people in going through school and then through uni. It's like oh, do what you're best at, um, and then you'll like you'll get through and it'll be great and um and like we they're uh, Kiwi high uh the motto that they have is measure by achievement and so there's this constant idea that yeah the, as good you you do you as best as you possibly can and that's what that's what success looks like yeah and then you get into the workplace and people are like oh no I don't care I don't, I don't care what you're you good at I don't care what you're good at just mm. do the job that I've asked you to do yeah and even then like i don't really care i'm only only asking you to do that because of because
2: it gives me what I want. Yeah, and that was that was the thing that would get on me. I'm like, yeah. I've done, I've tried to do this really, really well,
0: and it's like mm, nothing. Mm. And like, I think I think it's really easy to then to then talk about the all those negatives and all those mm. those hard stuff. But as a, um, like how how do we respond to that? Like, yeah,
2: and that was the problem. I didn't I didn't yeah. think I was seeking God in that because I was mm. I was not recognizing what have you got for me in this situation, God? It's just like. Why am I here? Why am I like, woe well is me kind of thing. Yep. And that affected how I performed at the job and then affected my, any chances of progressing in career at that job. Yeah. Um, so, and people's like, oh, well, why, why is, like, I don't know. I think you guys know me. I'm reasonably happy. Like, I'm well, not happy, but reasonably cheerful most of the time. Well, I try yeah. to be. And the perception of me at that job was like, he's boring. He doesn't say hello to anyone. He's mm-hmm. like really down. That's because, what the job, how I was responding to the job. But, yeah. Yeah, how do we respond to that? Is that you need to keep asking God, tell me what to do in this situation? Mm. And and, as I said, hold my hands up and say, I wasn't doing that. So, and I was young.
0: Yeah, and that's what this is about, right? Like, it's about talking about stuff we've learned. Like, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, hey, this is what I did, be like me. It's (laughs) actually sometimes, uh, Hey, this is what I did. Mm. Don't be like me. And here's what I learned. Mm. Yeah. Like, that's why I was, I think, trying to yeah. probe those questions a bit more because I was like... No, I'm, I I just, I'm happy
2: to answer like. them. I just feel yeah. like I'm talking about myself all the time. So sometimes... Yeah. I, oh, sometimes you need to get interviewed, Joel.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. What about you guys, though? Brayden, you've been in a job that you didn't like. <laughs> yeah. Because <This>, your <laughs> job... have done a couple of This them. job, <laughs> one of the
2: jobs that you've talked about is sounds kind of similar to the one I was uh, talking yeah. about.
1: Yeah, I think I, I resonate with... We've spoken a bit about crises mm. and like... Um, splitting into two, I think there's two tangents where I want to talk about a job a little bit, but to also talk about. I got to the end of uni, and I think even in my last year of uni, I didn't. I st- I figured out and had six months left uni, and figured out that I didn't want to work in the <laughs> course that I was doing graphic design. Yeah, right. so I did a graphic design degree, and I got to the like a year left, and I was like, "Well, I don't want to do this. And I know I don't want to do this." Yeah, but I stuck it out anyway, and I think yeah. that was probably not something i would like everything i've done has got to me got me to this point i don't think i would change anything but that was probably something where i wish i was bold enough like you said about um changing jobs Mm. maybe you didn't have the confidence i don't think Mm. i had the confidence Mm. to yet or any idea of where i would go Mm. if i had stepped out of that situation and tried to do something else so i just finished the degree and so i think um I would say if you're not if you realize that you don't want to do that degree it's you don't have to finish it is kind of my <laughs> advice with that but i think that was also the way that degree was set up in terms of like there was a lot of assignments and a lot of things in that degree that had nothing to do with graphic design had nothing to do with what business or working for yourself would actually be like mm. it was more of an arts degree It it was more of a fine art degree that turned into a graphic design degree and focused on those points of being an artist rather than focusing on the points of being in a business, being an Employable. artist employed by a business, mm. working for a boss, working under deadlines and things like that. Um, and I think that that's that's the situation that most people are going to mm. work under. So it's probably, and that's just my thoughts at the end of that experience. But also, I so my uni job, um, that my job that I was doing um, two or three days a week while I was at uni, and then also my. I worked there full-time for about six months before uh, after my degree and then before I went to Europe after that um, for a little while. But was working in a cancer hospital mm. and that um, was really formative in so many different ways, I think. So I was working in a facilities team that was five people that was running a cancer hospital with, I think, 500 patients. So we covered... Um, Facilities and stores for that whole hospital, five people. And I think that was really formative because I was going from a pretty laid back, lazy uni lifestyle where it was a creative arts degree. And and that was just the way I was approaching it. That's not necessarily to say anything about the degree, that was just my Hmm. attitude towards it. And then walking into a situation where all of a sudden I was handling equipment that was worth millions of dollars, like literally millions of dollars. Like, oh, if I break this little thing, that's like $300,000. Yeah. It's like a house. No, probably not in Sydney, but a <laughs> house somewhere. Um, and like, oh, this nurse is yelling at me because she needs something. And mm. she, and the reason why she's upset is because this person has cancer and they, they need this thing and they, they want it now, but like that's – maybe they haven't ordered it or whatever. Like there's just so many different situations. And I think – that, that job taught me a lot about stress, a lot about like stress management, a lot about how um, blunt people can get in stressful situations, how um, desensitized you can get to a situation, like how desensitized when you're doing something every day, you can get so used to just being like, well, that's the reality and that's this. And you can, and I think nurses deal with this a lot where they, they were dealing with people who were dying of cancer every day. So that they didn't have time for anyone's rubbish and they didn't have time for excuses or, or um, being pleasantries sometimes. Mm-hmm. And this is a blanket statement. There were lots of people who were also lovely and um, really approached it in a different way. But it just dealing with that, um, I think, was a valuable experience. And I think my takeaway from that um, and uh, another thing that I got away from that is that I had a really great boss. And so, like, kind of the opposite of your situation joel where um again i was doing stuff that i knew i didn't want to end up doing so similarly in that way but my boss was uh a wonderful person and he was really nice and he was his attitude to me being there was oh awesome i am gonna take look after you and oh you're an 18 year old kid and I, my responsibility. He took it as he knew that I was probably wasn't going to work, end up working in that area. But he was like, "Awesome! I, this is my chance to um, teach you lots of areas in your life about lots of different things." Yeah. And he was amazing. So he was a immigrant from Indonesia, and he um, was actually a biochemist in Indonesia, but had come over here, and his degree didn't count, like didn't mean anything Not anymore. Really. And so he had, was working in something that was probably well below his intellectual standard and he also couldn't speak English amazingly and I think that also hindered um, some things. But he was awesome. He would He would drop me home after work even though it was out of his way he would hang out he would talk to me about his kids and about his family he would show me how to do something he would he would explain why he was making decisions and tell me about what he was doing in his job and his life and i think that was something very valuable and i think um we talk a lot about intergenerational ministry here at soul revival and that's something intentionally that we're trying to pull out and i think that's why i resonate so much because i've had that church experience but i also luckily had this, um, he was not a Christian, and no one in my workplace was um, a Christian or anything, um, or even had any kind of faith really in anything, which was an interesting side to be dealing with a bunch of people who were facing a lot of death and also smoked and didn't care and worked <laughs> at a cancer hospital but smoked and all these like interesting dichotomies of dealing with um, sick people every day and mm. how that affects your mentality. But um, yeah, like. I think oh, I forgot where I was, what I was talking about. But anyway,
0: intergenerational thing.
1: Intergenerational ministry. Yes. So he took it as his responsibility in, to be like, oh, I've got a younger person here, and it just so happened that that happened, and he had that attitude to that. But he taught me so much about life. And I think that's really um, strengthened my belief in intergenerational ministry. Having someone who's not related to you be like, oh. I'm going to use this um opportunity even though you're working for me to mentor you not just in what we're doing but in so many aspects of my life because i want to share my life with you i think that was a really powerful experience that i had in the workplace and i wouldn't trade that for anything i love like i didn't necessarily i didn't necessarily enjoy working at that job always and it was super stressful but i think that's what i take away from it was the stuff i learned from him Mm
2: -hmm that's really cool and it, like perhaps even him being from a different background too oh absolutely was, like, really taught, taught you like oh yeah well he'd probably been taught that at his in where he came from and then it came um flowed down to you through to you scotsch yeah. can't speak properly sorry um ethan what about you in terms of full time work
0: yeah i i just want to formally repent for what i said on the um the episode we did about uni because yeah. i whinged about the fact that i did a uni degree and then didn't do anything with it uh, and now I'm doing lots with it. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> uh, so that has taught me patience. Uh, that's something I've learnt this year. I, mm. I shouldn't jump to conclusions about those things. But um, yeah, it was actually, uh, I calculated recently that, so I'm, I'm just a year out of uni, like which is wild to me because I feel like this year has gone for ages. And I've been- A few things have happened. I've been not at uni for a long time, but I really haven't. <laughs> uni was uh, just last year. And um Stepping out of that and going, oh, what, what on earth am I going to do? Uh, and it's taken me to get to this. Like, we're in What are we in? We are in December yet? Yep. We're in December, and I calculated how many hours I do in a week, and I probably work eight days. Um, and and that's and that's crazy, right? Yep. But but it's like none of it's it's a none of it's a bad problem to have. Like it it is just mm. showing that I it's actually quite. Uh, sorry, sorry. Let's reverse a bit. What I have learnt from that is I started this year and I was on a podcast telling everyone that I didn't have anything from from what I'd got. And I was like, oh, work's just ridiculous and none of it's, it's, it's too hard. And um, And by none of my own volition, I am now in a position where I am working four or five jobs that have all just been handed to me on a silver platter. And none of that is my own ability. All of that was God going, hey, you prayed for this and you asked for this. And here I'm gonna give you lots of it. And mm. it's gonna annoy you because now you're tired and stressed. But but here you go. Mm. Like and and it was each each time I got a job was, Oh wow, I did nothing for that. Like mm. like it was really visibly nothing for that. Like I uh, the the video work I'm doing at the moment, uh, I'm, a, I'm a real estate videographer. Uh, all of that came because my mum said, oh, I know a guy, give him a ring. And so I gave him a ring. And then six months later, they were like, hey, do you want a job? And I'm like, oh, okay. And so now I'm, they're talking about me working full-time for the next year, uh, which I have to negotiate and figure out. but um, And I have this other job that I applied for. And again, it was, oh, hey, I know a guy. i just chuck him an email, I'll see what happens. And... I was going to not get it, and then I got... Anyway, it was all complicated, but each example has been... And and, and the uh, when we were on with Gemma, uh, for her episode, we talked about how we all worked at a before and after school care. That job I got because um, a lady from church was like, hey, do you want a job that you could work casually? Like, here you go. Like, it's all been... None of it has been my own ability, uh, but all of it has trained me in different ways Mm. really quite amazingly like i think uh, from that four and a half school care i've learned heaps of leadership skills i've learned heaps of conflict management skills yeah I think Uh, scissors paper rock is an incredible conflict (laughs) management tool um no but but really like there was heaps of uh, that was my reflection so i worked
1: full-time there actually for almost two years Mm. um and that was after um yeah again um, not knowing what I wanted to do that's where I ended up for a while and mm. I think I learnt so much again leadership yep. conflict management like yep. I think so many people don't deal with primary school age kids probably until they have their own kids mm. I think it was a nice that's reminder in the middle of, <laughs> of like just yeah like Two That's kids are having an argument and guess what? One of them might not be right. Neither of them will probably be right yep. in the way that they're going about or arguing anything. So it's another think,
2: argument for
0: intergenerational ministry.
2: Oh,
1: yeah, absolutely. And I think, yeah, echoing mm. that, Heath, it's just
0: you learn so many skills. Oh, so many skills. Uh, this, this other work I'm doing, um, I, I, I pretty much copy and paste devotionals onto a website, um, but that means I read them. Yeah. <laughs> and there's been so much that I've got out of that mm. and um, – and then this video work has taught me all this stuff to be able to do what we have been doing through COVID, and um, equipped me with all these these. Thi- it, it's quite amazing how can it's all come together. Can but
2: I um, just pull you up gently on that? Like you, you're right that God has given you all that, but I think the thing that mm-hmm. I, I perhaps even ever learned from you, Ethan, is to have a go, mm. to have a go, and also the points of hard work. Like I know that we we shouldn't celebrate hard work and make it a an idol. But it's also like there's also a real um, <coughs> uh, thing about consistent, regular hard work, like just yeah. doing it. And that doesn't mean I'm not saying burn yourself out. I'm not saying mm. hustle culture and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm saying day after day, building whatever it is, a building a body like like kind of a body of work, whatever it is, mm. and becoming consistently good at something is really important and I think like, I think Ethan one of the reasons you get those opportunities is because you do that because and again like that's because of the confidence that you have in yourself that you go and you're trying to listen to God but that's because of confidence in yourself well what's the worst that's going to happen and that like reflecting on that yeah. that's not what I had for the first mm. seven years working full time yeah. yeah. I had all these ideas didn't execute on any of them mm. and that's the problem is like you can have as many ideas as you want but or, um, like I'm I'm talking more in a, almost in an entrepreneurial sense, but I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to say, whatever you're doing, if you can do it consistently, mm. um, however long it needs to be, consistently and working on it day by day and working on it and working on it. It's like like writers, writer like authors and writers don't just write a book, yeah. They, write, they read more than they write. Yeah. So they have to read, like I talked about that Robert Green guy before. He has a book that he worked on for seven years, and five or six of those were just reading material wow. to be able to write his book. So I, I find the, uh, a writer perspective really good at that. If you want to make an, make an impact with your work, and we want to do that as Christians, you have to know that you need to work a lot.
1: So what you're saying is, in the words of John Cena, "hustle, loyalty, and respect." John, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: definitely, Dave put that on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see me, but yeah, I, and that's what God has taught me. Mm. It's, yeah. it's not like don't put your don't put work before family and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But when you're in your vocation, whatever it is, you need to work hard. You need to like. You need to be more. You need to be show more integrity than the people that, usually, that mm. are usually there. You need to um, do things like conflict resolution, mm. and you need to love people more. Like it, it's hard work, yeah. but it's also like the work that you're doing. Do a good job. And this is
1: all stuff that we don't necessarily do or haven't mm. done in the past. Yeah. It's yeah. stuff we're we've learned. We've been taught that. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and that I think that's a cool, <laughs> important distinction to make. Is like. We're not standing up here on our <laughs> tower, being like, "You should do this." It's like, mm. no, that's like, this doing. is just what we've learned so far. Mm. We'll that's be it. wiser. Mm. Yeah. Um, Sorry. The more fun. that we work and know, and yeah. like, I know that's what you. That's saying,
2: actually me yelling at myself. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like,
1: and I think that's it's so that's so easy. To like, you're just like, "Oh man, I wish I knew this earlier." And I think yeah. that's um, it's a really cool um, reflection on. Um, just getting to talk to more people, mm. I think that's what's so exciting.
2: Like you talk about the pot The example of that is the podcasting that we did, right? Yep, we were yeah. like, "Oh, uh, like I'm like, we got to do some podcasting at church, right?" And yeah. then we're like, "I'm like, let's just do it." And the worst we can happen is we delete the file. Yeah, like that's
0: literally the worst that happened. Which, which we actually, the first episode of this is not on the internet.
2: Yeah. No, it's not. It was you and me, yeah. wasn't it?
0: Yeah. yeah, and we're like, actually, we could we could do this we all could, right we could actually we could yeah. actually do this properly like. yeah. yeah that's all right
2: but, um, whether people want to listen to it is another matter yeah, but, but the only way you figure that out is like, it's like the least amount of in a podcasting for example the least amount of people are listening to you when you're at your worst mm. yeah like you did a first episode like you're saying maybe we deleted it but then the next episode is you know a little bit better you're like oh that's right remember to do that and a little bit better a little bit better but that's what God does to us yeah he Absolutely. doesn't completely transform us. He does. He transforms our hearts. But then like as we, like it's the, um, I've forgotten the word. Sanctification. Sanctification. Thank mm. you. It's the, pur- it's, the, it's the process of sanctification that uh, we can apply what I'm saying to our Bible reading and our prayer. Yeah. Yeah. That if we are working hard on our Bible reading and, and praying to God, we're getting consistent communication with God. And he is changing us from, from, from our hearts and to the rest of us that like oh I can be better at this I can do this I can help more people I can love more people like that's that ethic that I'm talking about is that we need to apply to our bible reading and praying and then that plays out in our jobs that's yeah. what I'm trying to say
0: Yeah, absolutely I, I think also it's been really cool to talk about this stuff because you can see like as a Christian in a workplace I don't want to be the kind of person that Joel described in his first workplace mm. like I don't want to be I don't want to be seen to go to work and it'd be all about me, for example, mm. right? Like because I've seen someone experience that, and I've seen someone see that negatively, mm-hmm. and I go, "Go well." As we, what? My, the Christian response is, just not do that, right? Because that's yeah. what we're called not to do, and because we've got to try and treat people with love, right? And we see Braden's example of of the flip side, seeing someone positively yeah. doing that. Like, how can we positively look after people? And if they ever ask why, we can tell them that it's gone, yep, right? Exactly. Like, and it's, it's so cool to be able to um, chat about this stuff and then go, okay, when, when we're in our workplace, what does living like Jesus look like? Um, because, yeah, if, we, if we're applying that work, and, and, and often it is just getting the, work, getting the job done because that's what we need to do um, and loving people while we do it. Mm
2: um like i had someone at work uh, my current work now is trying like a while ago like years ago try and show me something graphic and someone else goes oh joe won't want to see that i'm like first of all i was like oh i'm not not part of the group and then i'm like hang on they know i'm a christian mm. like oh actually that's you know that's in a sense living like jesus and i'm yeah, like standing up yeah or like when i go to a christmas party i don't drink I like, sorry i have two drinks and that's it. Yeah. And they're like, "Why are not you drinking more?" I'm like, I, "I don't want to." First of all, and <laughs> second of all, I, I don't think it's appropriate to lose control. Like the Bible says, not to drink to, to the point where you lose control. So, doing those kind of things, I think, is exactly what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, just those those little those little standing out moments. That, yeah, um, that build up that, again. That yeah, that all build up, and um, I, I'm I'm really blessed, but also slightly frustrated. Uh, I have spent probably the big first portion of my life surrounded by non-Christians and like learning how to hang out with non-Christians. And then I went to uni with non-Christians, which was cool. And then, um, but I was a little bit detached from all that anyway. And then I got into the workplace and I'm like sick, I'm going to be a witness in the workplace. And then, <laughs> Every single one of my jobs has had Christians in it, <laughs> <laughs> and I've been like, "Oh, like it's really cool," but ah, <laughs> because <And laughs> it because it does like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I was saying, where I was going with that. But that is something I've I've been like, "Oh, it's really cool that I've been able to have that as a as a as a blessing mm. to to end up like that." Mm. But the problem with that is that I've I've been tempted to be like oh well I'll just not try as hard but I don't need to not try does that does that make sense Mm. like sometimes
2: I hear like people that work in Christian organisations it's not there's not as much of a a leadership thing it's like oh you should give me grace I'm like hang on a sec you need to be you need to show integrity and Mm. like you know you know Turn up on time if that's the expectation. Because it's still a and job, right? Like yeah. Like, you've got to, yeah. Turn up on time and, and really try and work hard for others and work as a team and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And then you sometimes hear in some, some Christian organizations are like, it's so hard. People don't want to turn up. People mm. like people wow. aren't, you know, they aren't just completing the job tasks that they need to do. And often the reaction is, oh, you should give me some grace. I'm like, well, true. But it's also a point of, like, earning respect yeah. of, like...
0: Doing a good good job I think something I've been thinking about with all that is that something I have found with work and I have just told everyone that my experience with work is not very long <laughs> um, I've only recently realized i've been working full time <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> um, the Oh, I, I, I definitely sacrificed what I was going to say to make a joke. That's so annoying. I've, it's now lost, my, left my brain. Um, no, come back to me.
1: It's all good. No. What a
0: great place
1: to wrap up the podcast. No, oh no, no, I'm <laughs> kidding, I'm
2: kidding, I'm back.
0: I'm back. <laughs> um, the, 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 the idea of um, where your priorities lie, yeah, is really important because I think that um, that if you're prioritising. Getting the job done too much, that could be negative. True. Yeah. If you're prioritizing that 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 grace side too much, that can be negative. True. Because you're yep. not getting the job done. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's not helpful, um, and therefore not loving. Mm. And therefore, like mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's 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 this really interesting gray area mm. of this really interesting gray area of finding um, a way to. prioritize your faith as the thing you're prioritizing um and make sure that like make sure it's about god so when you're working is it about what what's the what's the john cena thing like hustle hustle. loyalty
1: and respect like
0: is it about those three like is that what i'm (laughs) is that what i'm working for um or am i working for for Glorify God, and yeah. and like sometimes that's just get a paycheck and then give some of the money to church. Mm. Like we we're talking about on the um, truck All podcast, uh, we did an episode on uh, Kanye, the uh, Yay, the the rapper formerly known as Kanye, um, and the um, the artist formerly known as Kanye, and he, um, and in that episode we talked about what was the statistic of like like in the Great Depression people gave like four,
2: a higher percentage of their income than we do now than we do now
0: and it's this idea of like why are we working yeah like are we working to to amass treasure for ourselves or are we working to glorify god and whether that's yeah using the treasure or is it using the relationships or is it loving people I'll get off my heart. And it,
1: but it's also that thing of like you can find idols in anything and yeah. are you yeah, are you fi- are you finding your identity through work yeah or are you finding your identity in the fact that Jesus died for you? And, and I think you that's have, the question. And you have work, yeah. and like even if you if you have, and this works for if you have work or if you don't have work, are you not are you not working very hard or not working at all, and find it but and finding your identity in that, or are you finding your identity in Jesus? Are you working super hard and super dedicated, but finding your identity? That and putting that above your relationship with God is where it works whether you're working or not working, or across all the situations hmm. in life that we've come across so far. Uh, it's about your relationship with God and where you're finding identity because you like ultimately you want to find your identity in Christ. Hmm. That's that's where we have, um, he like that's where we can find so many, um values that we've talked about mm. and it's where you can find real value, spiritual value, because that's what we were created to be, and that's in relationship with God.
2: It's like a real and or dichotomy. Like yeah. that's what you're talking about, I think Ethan. And um but the thing is that Jesus was and or mm. in a sense. Like yeah. he's he's given the Pharisees a hard time but also like helping the poorest people. I don't don't, like. That's just an example of him doing and or. Like he's, you know, really strong on his Bible knowledge in a sense (laughs) because he's the son of God. But he's also like, I'm going to help the person that may not have any knowledge of me. Mm. And I think that's that's where I kind of think about it. And that if you're seeking God. And what Jesus done in those situations, then you can hopefully, like now, I like if something's happening at work, I'm like, I'm not sure what to do here. I'll have a quick, throw up a quick prayer because I'm like, yeah, this will, this. and usually it, something works out, you know. Yeah. But you've got also got to step out in the confidence that we're talking about, like knowing that God will look after you. Yeah. Like yeah. even if it's a bad outcome, God's still going to look after you. You're probably like, the worst that can happen is you're probably going to die. Which means you go to heaven, right? Which is a great result, but you're probably yeah. not going to die anyway. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that's where like a lot of our anxiety about things comes from. Is like, oh, I'm, I'm like worried I'm going to die. I mean, you're not really worried you're going to die, but you're worried you're like going to be caught out, mm. or something doesn't go your way, or these idols that you have, you're not going to reach them because you haven't done what like people in the job expected you to do. Um, like, and then, but then you also need to have humility and going like i don't agree with this decision or i don't agree with this i feel like crap like from this particular decision yeah. but what is god teaching me now
1: and i think i my reflection from um decisions i've made and reflecting on them is thinking about how many decisions i made um through feet instead mm, of decisions that i made because mm. of something i believed in or something else it was no like most of my decisions um, were made because I was more scared of something else. Yep, and that's why
2: I brought up your example, Ethan. Because yes, you only work. You say that you don't only work with Christians, and like I only get to. <laughs> you know, I was disappointed there wasn't more non Christians and stuff like that. <laughs> it was mostly just silly. I am very blessed to be working. No, with Christians. it's, it's fine, quite amazing. Actually, it's totally it's cool, cool. But like, God's put you in that situation because you have the confidence in there to encourage and disciple Christians. That's the other thing. And like, there may be this instance where perhaps in what we're talking about, that we were making decisions out of fear mm. that God's like, you guys aren't ready to do that. Yeah. yeah. Whereas you are. That's what's cool. Like, and that's what we can learn from you. And this is the reason why, like, I'm, how I? I'm like, I must be like 13 years older than you. And you're teaching me this stuff. And that's why we need to be in a con- Christian community, is because we don't just learn from people older than us. To learn from pe- I reckon I've learned more things from people younger than them than older me to a certain degree. I've learned from older people in my work what not to do, <laughs> and I've learned from people younger than me of what I maybe could have done. Yeah,
0: later on. For for those listening, I that, that can't visually see my my awkwardness, my awkward acceptance acceptance <laughs> of the compliment. I have awkwardly accepted the compliment.
1: What a nice awkward place to end <laughs> yep. this podcast.
0: Um, before before we do ooh. end, I we did, wrap I did just ooh. want to say that. Um, <laughs> Yes I did just want to say that um, this podcast has felt and maybe seemed a little bit like three dudes sitting on a bench rambling about different work things and just like and just chatting and sharing stories and it's been yeah. cool but like um, like it's hard to necessarily like pull utility or whatever I don't know why people listen to podcasts but um, <laughs> I think what this conversation has done and one of the reasons we had this conversation to share where we have been at with work mm. um, is to frame um, future episodes um as we do end up talking at, like we're just going to continue doing testimonies yeah um but as we do continue to do that um and we end up talking about people's jobs and we mm-hmm. end up talking about work like uh, you guys know where we're coming from um and you guys know that um uh, here's some here's some thoughts that we have had around work that might get brought up might get expanded on and like might get like you've
1: said with your um perspective on your uni degree I'm keen for next time we jump together and reflect fully. on who we've been talking to. Yep. Perspectives change. Yeah, Like the more we think about these things, things will change. God the way that you think yeah. about your high school experience now is probably very different to the way you thought about it 10 years That's ago. Very true. Yeah. The way I think about my work experience is very lif- different to when I was doing it. A year after I was doing it, now like five years on. Mm. So I think yeah. um, we're just grateful to have this um, experience to grow together, and yeah. I think it's fun to get to share it with you guys as well.
2: Mm. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. So I'm need to just apologise. I
1: quickly, um, has anyone changed their stance on premium um, uh, chip accoutrements? Have we changed anything there? Or I don't think I ever
0: talked about how good chip and gravy rolls are, but if I did, then I'll just take it. I thought it, you that's did,
1: that's I I th- maybe you just talk about it in other situations. I think like. I, I talk
0: about it regularly. <laughs> it brings me heaps of joy.
1: Still plain
2: salt, Joel? I feel like you're singling me out. Yeah, we mostly are. we are. Yeah, that's, that's okay. what this whole podcast is about. You know, way to way to make me double down on hundred percent. Bro, salt. my
0: favorite. Actually, we asked about what favorite episodes were. Yeah, favorite episode. The last, the, the, the part two of Nikki, just like bringing up some really solid arguments for chicken salt. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, she was like. You wear glasses, oh, yeah, Joel, like, like, like your eyesight. Like you, know, you want to improve things. To improve things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! It was so good. I thought my I like, it's
2: so real. I thought my responses were not bad. You don't change the classics. You don't. Like you don't change. Vision. Yeah. Put you don't crickets. change. You don't change Shakespeare. You don't. But but then John, she said John, this John Cena was a heavyweight champion what's for his years. Face? Um, Fifteen time <laughs> world <it>? heavyweight champion. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I yeah, I don't right. know that's Don't
2: quote me on that That's why the WWE writers Didn't write him out of the story yet Because he was bringing him Too much money Yeah but 10 uh, things, but things I had did, about you Was the best argument
0: against that Like What? <laughs> no, not really was. Was. Sorry I'm back I'm on Shakespeare like, What are we I'm talking back on, about? I'm back on Shakespeare Sorry <laughs> um,
2: Sorry Yeah <laughs> Yeah, but they still took the classic and then had to change it. For anyone who's still That's here, exactly thank you so <laughs> much. Yeah, but they, he took, they took the classic and then changed it. It's exactly what and they did with Soul. to black. That's exactly what they did with Soul. <laughs> they took a classic and then tried to change it. And, made it, and mean made it heaves better. Doesn't mean they improved it.
0: Definitely did. Are you
2: really gonna have someone say, 10 things I heard about you is an improvement on Shakespeare. On Tame
0: of the Shrew, it's more Oops. accessible. Yeah. You didn't say improve. <laughs> I think I like it more than Tamie of the Shrew. Name the truth is, yeah. There's Leave better There's better Shakespeare Leave your controversial opinion in the Discord.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should totally talk yeah, about yeah. that. ask us, ask us about yeah. that. Yeah. Ask me first anything. The yeah. first AMA is going to be on the Discord the Monday after this comes out. Yeah, yeah, sounds great. We're excited we need to See you
1: there. Um, Twelve o'clock. Midday. See you then. Easy. Money.
2: Midday Discord the Monday after this comes out. We'll yeah. be on there.
1: Chip lunch on Monday.
2: AMA M E. We'll
1: have some chips together. Chips on Monday write some things yeah chips on
2: Monday on discord that's what we call it wrap these chips up lads Dave put some chips in one (laughs) One way one One way way. guys
1: thanks for sticking with it